The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoke Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's episode was unplanned, but I was just texted by a friend of mine who said, uh, first of all, he tagged a previous episode called Counting the Weeks of My Life, and he he here's his question. He says, I just listened to this episode of the Stoke Jew podcast where you talk about your then recent purchase of your weeks of your life poster. You posted this episode on December 1st, which will be exactly one year ago tomorrow. What has been your experience with the poster so far? How has it helped you to recognize, sorry, has it helped you to recognize the finite nature of your time? You also mentioned in the episode that you hope it will help you to be more cognizant about how others are using your time. How has that played out? So I, was going to respond to him and I said, maybe I'll just make an episode. So I sat down to plan an episode and immediately got bogged down in what usually happens when I plan an episode, which is trying to select which Jewish text I'm going to use and which Stoic text I'm going to use and planning everything out. And then thankfully I cut it off. Uh, I cut off that, that process very early and said, look, I don't have time. December 1st is tomorrow. If I want to make this a timely thing, I'm just going to do it. And I actually forced myself to record this now when I'm giving a shear in 28 minutes. And I actually only have about less than 15 minutes before I have to walk to Yeshiva to give shear. So I'm just going to share my thoughts for whatever they're worth. Uh, I encourage you to listen to that episode because I don't remember what I said. But let me just go over the basics. I bought this chart called The Weeks of My Life. It has 12 columns for the 12 months. Each column is divided into four sub-columns, which are the weeks of that month. And then on going all the way down the chart is uh, is years, going from 1 to 88. Uh, 88 being just an arbitrary number I picked because that is uh, it's reasonable to hope that uh, that... Uh, if there are no disasters or uh, unexpected diseases, then that might be my lifespan, give or take. So what I did in, I think what I talked about in that last episode was actually doing the initial marking off of all of the years in order to get current on the chart. That was quite a wild ride. Uh, it felt like watching my life flash before my eyes in this weird time travel experience. You can listen to the episode to get details on that. But now I've been marking off one box every week. And the question is, how has that impacted me? So I will start actually with the the quotation from last time, which is from Tehillim Tzad Yud Beis, Psalms 90, verse 12. Teach us to count our days that we may attain a heart of wisdom. And the Ibn Ezra on that says, I'll just read it in English. He says, this is similar in meaning to the, to, uh, the Pasuk, Lord, make me to know my end, from Tehillim 39.5. Give us the mind to know the number of our days, meaning to know how few our days are so that we may get a heart of wisdom within us uh, or in us. So I, uh, the, the, this was the, the first goal, which is just to be aware of the passage of time. I mean, I think those of us who are <laughs> not aware of the passage of time, in fact, even those of us who, who are more aware than we used to be, you know, you, you get to the end of the week and you're like, where did the week go? And then you get to the end of the month and you're like, where did the month go? And then you get to the end of the year and you're like, where did the, where did the year go? And then you get to, the, you know, being aware of the passage of time as it's passing by is, uh, has definitely, is, is definitely the first step. And this chart has definitely helped with that because no matter what happens at the end of the week, I am forced to check off a box and say, that is another week in the books. And because I place this chart right in front of where I daven when I'm davening at home, then I often see it before I, uh, before or after or during my davening. Uh, and, and it's just, a, and it's a pretty big chart too. So even when I'm not davening, when I'm just walking around, I see it there and it makes quite an impression because right now, I mean, I am, my birthday is on January 10th. 
and I will be 39 then. So I will soon have, uh, God willing, have completed 39 years of life. And since the chart is 88, uh, it's not that far away from, like, if you look at it, uh, you know, from far away, it's, it, it, I'm almost at the halfway mark on the chart, uh, which is a, which is a, uh, quite a sobering thought. And I think when I first marked off the chart and did it really fast, it didn't give me a sense of what it's actually like to, to consciously note the passage of each week. But because I have consciously physically been noting the passage of each week, I can look back and see that, oh, wow, like I marked off each of these little boxes at the end of each week. So I, I, it's real to me that those were actual real weeks and not just like some abstraction. So I am much more conscious of the passage of my days. I have been taught more how to count my days. Has this increased in me a heart of wisdom? That's a good question. So I, I think that one of the things this has done, it's funny, the way that, that my friend um, phrased the question is he said, and I, I assume he's quoting me, he says, you also mentioned in the episode that you hope it will it will help you to be more cognizant of how others are using your time. And I, if I said that, it's kind of shocking now because I have definitely over the course of the past year come to terms with the fact that I'm the one who chooses how to use my time. It's not that people are using my time. And, and if I agree to do something, it's me agreeing to do something. And one of the things I've been become better at uh, since 2021, really since the summer of 2021, is saying no. Uh, the book that helped me with that was Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And Several other books have helped me. Most recently, 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals, which I still want to make an episode about and write a book review for. But I have become more aware of the fact that time is all I have. And and I, you know, people can make demands of me and can, and can make requests of me. But at the end of the day, then, or at, at the beginning of the day, <laughs> I am the one who chooses to use this time. And And if it ends up being something that, I resent. So that's really on me. I'm the one who's choosing to use my time this way. And I think the chart has definitely helped me to, to come to terms with that. But truthfully, you know, what has been uh, an interesting experience is that in the spring of this year, so one of my students in yeshiva, and he gave me permission to talk about this. One of my students in yeshiva knew that he was only going to be in yeshiva until December of this year, uh, the end of December, really. So he was aware that he only had a limited number of months in yeshiva, the end of last year and then the the fall uh, semester, essentially, of this year. Uh, and then he's going to be moving. So, so he asked me in the spring in an effort to help him make better use of his time. He said, would you be willing to text me every morning of yeshiva a reminder of how uh, of how I have uh, very little time left. So I thought about it, and you know, uh, I, it, it's not a small favor to ask, but I realized that I would get I would benefit from this as well. So what I did was I texted him uh, every morning, uh, every weekday morning, with a passage, an excerpt from Seneca's on the shortness of life, and I usually attach a little commentary of mine on it, uh, and. Uh, and, you know, that really helped me to count my days. And then what we did was we did that through the remainder of the spring. And then in the beginning of the fall, we, I, when we were talking, I, you know, I said, I sit down with each of my students to talk about their goals for the year. So he mentioned that this is one of his big goals is to make every one of his weeks count. And I forgot the total number of weeks he said that he had, I think it was like 16. So he made a chart for himself and uh, similar to, to mine, but he has his whole, his own system where he, he notates what you know, how the week went, how each day of the week went, actually. So we fell into this practice of, uh, 
of, and maybe I actually started this last year, is when I check off the box on Friday before Shabbos, I actually video myself checking it off and I send him a little video message. Um, and I basically say how, you know, a very brief reflection on how the week went. And then he started doing this with me as well. He'll, he'll show me his chart and he'll check off the chart and he'll say how his week went. And something about, just like in my gratitude accountability journal, something about the, the being seen and seeing others, something about the, the witnessing makes it more real. And I think, I think that more than just the perfunctorial check has made this a more valuable practice. Like I could just go and then check the, so I guess there's two, two values of the chart. One is seeing it there in the static mode. The other is the act of checking it off. Seeing it has definitely been beneficial because I, it's making me aware of the percentage of life that I have lived and, and, and hopefully can live and, and the uncertainty that I will actually get those years. But then there's the act of checking it off. And I think that if, if that this practice of, of, of sharing the checking off and having a little reflection has really helped make the, the passage of the weeks more real to me. Uh, so that's, uh, that's something that, uh, that I did not anticipate when I first started the experiment. Uh, I would like to actually read an excerpt from Seneca's On the Shortness of Life, which it was very hard for me to choose, especially given my self-imposed time limit. Uh, and this is something I think that also captures a realization that I've had, uh, partially as a result of the readings I've done, partially as a result of the work I've done on myself, and then partially because of the chart. So Seneca says, why do you delay, says he? Why are you idle? Unless you seize the day, it flees. Even though you seize it, it will still flee. Therefore, you must vie with time's swiftness in the speed of using it. And as from a torrent that rushes by and will not always flow, you must drink quickly. And two, the utterance of the bard is most admirably worded to cast censure upon infinite delay, in that he says, not the fairest age, but the fairest day. Why, to whatever length your greed inclines, do you stretch before yourself months and years in long array, unconcerned and slow through time, and slow, though time flies so fast? The poet speaks to you about the day and about this very day that is flying. Is there then any doubt that for hapless mortals, that is for men who are engrossed, the fairest day is ever the first to flee? Old age surprises them while their minds are still childish and they come to, to it unprepared and unarmed for they have made no provision for it. They've stumbled upon it suddenly and unexpectedly. They did not notice that it was drawing nearer day by day. Even as conversation or reading or deep meditation on some subject beguiles the traveler and he finds that he has reached the end of his journey before he was aware that he was approaching it, so just so with this unceasing and most swift journey of life, which we make at the same pace, whether waking or sleeping, those who are engrossed become aware of it only at the end. So that captures some two, two ideas. One is the idea of the swiftness that with which each day flies by. And again, my tallest gratitude meditation every morning helps with this, with just realizing that these precious moments are all we have. Uh, I'll include the link to that as well. But then the idea that just, you know, being conscious of the, the steady march of time and it's going at the same speed and we can either be aware of it and savor it and use it or just let it fly by. And I think having the chart and using the chart has helped me to slow down and to to appreciate and savor the time that I have been granted. Uh, as Gandalf says, I don't know if this is a, a quote in the movie, uh, uh, just in the movie or if it's in the books. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And I think that has become more and more real, uh, thanks uh, in, in no small part to the chart and uh, to my, uh, my chart of Rusa.
Okay, uh, and I guess I succeeded in getting done before I have to walk to Yeshiva. That is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss and my Zell and PayPal are matt-schneeweiss.gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss.gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.